Welcome to the Tiny Human Math Teacher Podcast. Welcome back. So today's focus is going to be multiplication. I really want to dive into how to keep your students engaged with teaching multiplication and how to tackle that memorization piece. So I'm going to start with some things that I do to teach my students multiplication first, and then we'll talk about the memorization part after. So one thing that amazes me in education and learning is how songs can help with memory and memorization. Um, Because when I think about it, I think of a song that, you know, I heard back in 1996 when I was four years old and I can still remember that song and I can sing it to you. I mean, I've heard it for years, of course, but that's the point, right? We listen to that song over and over again and it's stuck in our heads forever. So whether we heard that song five years ago or 10 years ago, we still know the words. And so I take that into my math instruction because I think that's important, but not just songs, but like rhymes, right? Mnemonics, things like that. All those things are things that you remember. Like for example, my math teacher, my geometry teacher in high school. She taught us a song to remember the cube roots. And to this day, it has been, you know, like 13 years since my sophomore year in high school, and I still remember that. I can sing it to you right now. 1, 8, 27, 64, 125, 2, 16, 333, 5, 12, 7, 29, 1,000. So... Now you get that treat of my awesome singing. But I remember all the cube roots from 1 to 10 because she taught me that song. So that's something that I've incorporated because like I talked about in the past episode, math wasn't my favorite when I was growing up and I that was probably my weakest subject. So as a math teacher, I take what I've learned and I bring it in to my students and keeping them engaged. So with that, I want to talk about I do these things called multiplication rhymes. I want to give credit where credit is due though. These are not rhymes that I made up. I got them from Amy Grosbeck. Um, I love them. Her rhymes are amazing. So I teach them to my students every year and they remember them and it helps them to recognize those problems And I teach them to use those rhymes not only when we say them in class and their time tests, but whenever they see that problem that goes with that rhyme, I teach them to use your rhyme. Because memorization and multiplication is really hard for third graders. Um, I teach in a co-teaching setting. So I have a lot of students, you know, who really struggle with memorizing their multiplication facts and their strategies. So teaching them a rhyme that they can think of when they look at that problem, I think is really important. And one thing I will say is I have become so much better at my multiplication memorization because I teach it. 
I have to grade, you know, hundreds of multiplication tests a year. And my recognition and memorization of my multiplication skills is great. And so I want my students to have that. So by using those rhymes, I think it really helps them. So for example, one of their favorite rhymes they love is six times eight went on a date. When they got home, they were 48. So it's just something funny and quirky that they remember. Another one they really like is four times four is a mean machine. I'm going to get one when I'm 16. But also, I don't just teach it to them and then set them off to use it. I use it. I will model using it. I'll be solving a problem and I'll say, oh, seven times seven. Oh, wait, I know a rhyme for that. Seven times seven is cool and fine. Seven times seven is 49. And I model using that, but I model like enjoying using them. So I think that's really important. And giving them something other than just saying, here's your flashcards, go practice. That's boring, right? Giving them something they can take part of engages them. Also, with that, I like to do them as a class. Or before we take our times test, we do all of our rhymes together. Um, it's just those types of things that you take ownership with your students and you do them with them. And that helps, you know, bring them engaged, make them engaged and bring them into the moment. Um, the other thing I do when I teach multiplication is, like I said, I do times tests. Now, I know there's a lot of controversy on times tests in third grade and should we be timing students um you know it breaks down their morale it is upsetting to them some kids can't work under pressure under time so i'm very flexible with my times test i have a set amount of time my students typically do 25 problems in a minute and 30 seconds I do test 0 to 12. We don't have to go to 12 in third grade, but I do because I like to push my students and, you know, we do see some of those problems with 11s and 12s. So it's important to expose them to that before they go to fourth grade. So they take a test for each number. So if they're doing time 0, you know, if they pass time 0, they go on to the next one. If they don't pass... They do repeat it until they pass it. But with that, I am lenient on that time. Like if I walk around the room and I see that almost no one's going to finish or be done, then I just kind of like quietly turn off my timer and just give time till I feel like they're done. Um, that way they still have that sense of urgency that they have a time frame, but I'm giving them a chance to get more done. Also, if a kid turns their paper in and they have like three that aren't answered, I'll say, go back and answer those real quick. Um, I try to, like we talked about in the last episode, really focus on my relationship with my atmosphere in my classroom. So by giving them a second chance, quote, quote, um, it helps them see that, you know, okay, I'm not perfect at this. I'm not the fastest at this, but I can do this and I can finish it and I can get the right answers. And then I celebrate my students when they get done. So when they pass, they have sheets on their lockers 
that they color in. And it has an, a number for each one. So if they pass the zeros, they get to color their zero. So that's like kind of a fun thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you passed times zero. Go color your zero. You passed times six. Go color your six. And they do that. So they're taking ownership and how they do. But also, I purposely use it as a classroom morale booster. I teach my kids to cheer each other on and to motivate each other. So seeing where they're at, they're like, come on, you can do this. If you keep practicing, you can make it to the next number. I try to create that atmosphere with my test so that they're engaged in seeing each other succeed, but they're also engaged in seeing how far they can get and if they can color all the way through zero to 12. And then when they pass their 12 facts, they get a certificate I do an award ceremony. So whoever passes their facts that week all the way through 12, I get a certificate. I write their name. I put gold stars on it. I get movie theater candy from the dollar store. And they get a certificate and a box of candy when they pass. But I call them up. Like I said, I do an award show. So I call, we do a drum roll. I call them up. We clap for them. We celebrate their victory. And then the next week, we do it again for the next set of kids. But I found that doing this helps my students to stay engaged in the test, but also to be excited to practice their facts and to go on to the next thing. So those are my two biggest strategies I use for teaching multiplication. Um, rhymes and the times test. But again, I make it fun. I add the coloring, I add earning a certificate, getting candy. It's all about knowing your students. Um, I also take note what kind of candy my students like. And that is the kind of candy that I get. So they're, you know, excited. There's something that they want. So the takeaway I want you to take away from this is that you have to do things that your students like. You might be comfortable doing it a certain way. You might like doing it that way. But if your students aren't enjoying it and they aren't liking it, then try something new. Things like rhymes, songs, and mnemonics help students memorize and remember things. So think about your instruction and what you do and how you can incorporate your students. Again, I was going to this, likes and interests. Your students self-worth and attitudes. Take those into consideration and push them in ways that make them want to do better and make them want to learn. So thank you again for listening and I hope you learned something valuable here and I will see you next time on The Tiny Human Math Teacher Podcast.